Yo, yo, what up, what up? <laughs> I said, oh Lord, what happened now? Ah, where you been at, Michael? I suggest you go check the news. Go, go do a Google search for the name that I put in the title of this video. 15-year-old black girl who just got popped by the police. Um, you know, she, she got the, you know, she, she's no longer with us anymore, unfortunately. But if you look at the video, old girl tried to stab another black girl in the presence of a cop, a white cop. And the white cop gave her all the smoke, man. And so now, and it's all on video. You can see it all on video, clear as day. And now everybody's out here. Go up and down black Twitter. It's a, it's a she ain't do nothing wrong fest out there. She's about to go to college. I actually saw somebody post that, right? I saw somebody post a picture of her talking about she just wanted to go to college. Like, you ever notice that every time, every time a black person gets killed, all of a sudden everybody's about to go to college or they had aspirations of going to college. It's like, okay. <laughs> Maybe they did. Maybe they did. I don't know. But, you know, we got that going on. You know what I'm saying? We got that going on. But like I say, you see the video, it's clear as day, right? I had one person on Twitter arguing me down. They didn't, they should have just tased her. You don't be, they out here killing the kids. I'm like, first of all, this kid was trying to kill another person. Like, what are you talking about? Like, how come nobody's giving credit to the white officer for saving the life of the other black girl? Because the black girl that got killed, Micaiah, whatever her name is, she literally tried to stab another black girl. Well, two of them, but, you know, the infamous shot is the, is the black girl in the pink. She literally tried to stab this girl. Right? And then the cop, that, that, uh, that, uh, that good old uh, weapons range training kicked in, and he put a couple, couple hot ones in, in her and saved that other girl's life. You know what I mean? Someone said they should have shot in the leg. Yeah, everybody, listen, everybody that be talking that shoot people in the leg crap, these are people that have never went to a weapons range. Listen, when you guys ever, God, I don't even know I got to explain this. When you guys go to a weapons range and you're shooting at silhouettes and targets, they don't have silhouettes of legs and arms hanging up there, y'all. <laughs> In case you guys have never went to an actual weapons range and fired a weapon, they don't have silhouettes of legs and arms. They're not training you to shoot at legs and arms. They're training you to shoot center mass, the chest area. Legs and arms, those are smaller targets than center mass. So that's how this works. <laughs> you train to shoot center mass in the chest because that's the biggest area on the human body You know that you have the best chance of... Uh, Slowing a person down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, this legs and arms crap. People don't know what they're talking about. Because remember they said the same thing about Rashard Brooks. They should have shot him in the legs. First of all, this brother was running fast as hell. You know how hard it is to hit a moving target? Now, you, now factor, factor in some, some moving legs. Like, get out of here. <laughs> what is people talking about? But this is just part of this overall delusion with black folks. You know, look, I'm, I'm at the point now... I'm no longer I'm no longer even calling myself a light-skinned black man. I'm calling myself a dark-skinned mixed white man from now on cuz I'm tired of you negroes. I'm tired of negroes. I am a dark-skinned mixed white man from now on cuz I can't, I can't do it. I'm talking about you literally have people out here trying to justify or not justify but trying to you just have people out here making excuses for what is clearly on camera a teenage black girl trying to stab another black girl. It's like, wait a second. What about the chick, what about the chick that was about to get stabbed? <laughs> Let's ask her how she feels about the cop shooting that girl. I'm pretty sure she's thankful that she ain't got no puncture wounds in her body. I'm pretty sure she's thankful for Officer Friendly for coming out there and handling his business as he should based off of the video that I saw. You know what I mean? But what I think needs to take place moving forward, I think um, I think police need to stop patrolling, stop policing black people. That's what I think. 
And I don't know if they can actually officially do that, but you know, if I was a cop, I, I'd probably have to just hand my badge in. And then somebody's gonna be like, oh, you doing that because you just wanna kill black people. Nah, it ain't that. It's just, if you, if you breathe too much air in the presence of a black person as you're walking around in the uniform, you run the risk of getting uh, uh, getting hit with police brutality just because you, you took too many breaths of air. You you stealing air from black people. Now they want reparations and air and all this crap. It's like, it's getting out of control. I wouldn't police a black community for nothing. I would let Negroes, y'all go out there and do what you want to do. The most I'll do, I'll be like, as long as y'all don't cross these certain streets, y'all keep all y'all madness isolated over here, and y'all do what y'all want to do. I ain't coming in there to save no little old ladies, no kids, no nothing. The hell with that. Y'all ain't, ain't finna have me on the TV looking crazy as hell, risking my, you know, risking my freedom over one of you clowns, all because I'm trying to do the right thing. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I wouldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. Matter of fact, any any cops out there, I know there's one in the chat, but I'm just saying any other cops in the future listening to this, if I was y'all, I would stop policing these black folks. I would just stop it. Let them fend for themselves or take forever to get to, to arrive to the scene. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I'm sorry. I just, I'd drive to the scene and just eat a, ch a, a, a bucket of chicken and just watch. But like, I'm just here just to watch. You know, just so that I can say I showed up, but I ain't arresting none of y'all. Y'all figure it out. <laughs> uh, he says, I make more in IT than a cop. I mean, you can. You know, you got some IT guys that make about the same as a cop and some make more. It just depends on what you want to do. But it's, just, it's too risky, man. It's just too much going on. It is too much. Because, you know, what's going to happen from here on out? Because, see, y'all got to thank the black media. And I, Listen, I told y'all last night, this is all about money. So every single time a black person gets shot, it's going to make national news, y'all. No matter if the black person's in the right or in the wrong, it's going to make national news. They're going to run it all over the internets. And they're always going to put the heading black person killed by a white cop. Like, I don't know if y'all noticed that. That's, that's, that's like the running theme now on every news outlet. I even saw, there's this uh, little website called Army Times. It's like this little newspaper for the army, right? And they was talking about that, that white dude that uh, shoved the black guy, right? They had the heading of the article, white NCO shoves black kid i'm like since when did the army Times start identifying people in the military by their race first why not just say nco at fort jackson they had to specifically highlight white nco <laughs> you know and they're doing all this on purpose because they want to keep this narrative of whites versus blacks because this is a major money maker y'all every time y'all click on these websites and these links when it's talking about some white person did something to a black person these jokers is getting paid y'all and trust me i know i have a i have a i have a, a fake news website that i own right and i wrote an article about creflo dollar about a year ago a fake satire news article I had, it took me like five minutes to write this article. I got Google ads running on the website. Let me see. In about, let me see. It took me five minutes to write it. I made almost $1,000 in two days off of it just because it got so much traction. And that's just at my level. You know what I'm saying? That was just off, off of maybe about 50,000 people clicking, the, clicking my website. Imagine if I got hundreds and hundreds into the millions of thousands of people clicking my links. You know what I'm saying? Now we're talking tens into the hundreds of thousands of dollars and maybe even more. You know what I'm saying? And let's not even talk about the ads being ran on TV, like on, on uh, channels like CNN, Fox, MSNBC, and other places, how much these advertisers are paying for commercial spots. And they know a person did something to a black person. They know everybody's eyeballs are going to watch that. Everybody's going to be tuned in, and advertising dollars are going to roll in. That's how it works. That's why they keep titling this stuff the way it is. And that's why they only highlight when a white cop does something to a black person. Because, I mean, at the, way, at the pace we're going, you would think that there are no other groups of people out here getting killed by cops. 
you, you would think that every white person doesn't have anything to fear. Every Hispanic, every Asian, like none of these people are having any interactions with cops. You, you honestly would just think it's just black people, the way the news is talking about it. So just con just, this is just going to continually get worse. It's, you know, it's, al it's already kind of been there. Hey, what up, Grace? It's already kind of been there, but you're seeing how much money is really moving with this thing now. Every single time there's an interaction, whether it's with a video, without a video, whether it's justified, unjustified, expect this thing to make news, man. Now, if, it, if there's a video, oh, that's just even more money. You know what I'm saying? But this is the way it's going to be. You're getting conditioned to believe that it's just whites versus blacks. In reality, you're just, you're just making people buku cheese, man. Buku cheese. You know what I mean? All off, of, all off of most of this crap being some bogus crap that the majority of these Negroes be bringing on themselves. Oh, let's not even talk about Benjamin Crump. Good God. So everybody be always like, Benjamin Crump? Why is he, why is he getting hired? I don't think y'all understand what type of lawyer Benjamin Crump is. Benjamin Crump is not a trial lawyer. He's not a murder lawyer. <laughs> Benjamin Crump is the lawyer you call in when it's time to get money up out of people. That's the lawyer being, go to his website. Go to Benjamin Crump's website, and he posts all the cases that he's won. This joker has won probably a few hundred million dollars worth of cases, civil lawsuits. He has it posted on his website. He is the lawyer that you call when you want to file a civil lawsuit and get some money up out of people. And he has a, 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 a hell of a record because he's going to come in there with Jesse and Al and and, and some, some other social justice warriors. They're going to lay the black tears real thick, the, the white supremacy, the racism real thick. You got Maxine Waters in his corner, and these white folks going to cave, now, especially now that they realize that they can, they can control the crowd and influence the way the court proceedings go. Because, you know, with this whole Derek Chauvin versus um, George Floyd, you know, I, I'm 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 convinced that they found this dude guilty because because of, of the because of the threats from uh, uh uh what's her face um I just said her name what's her name uh anyways y'all know what I'm talking about but but the but the threats from the uh from the crowd that's what I'm convinced because it was just to, to to honestly sit there and be like yeah he died from from a knee yeah Maxine Waters. He died from a knee. It's crazy. Because you got experts on both sides saying conflicting things. And you got some experts for the prosecution side where their testimony sounds like it goes in favor of the defense. So it's like, well, was it the knee? Was it the drugs? Like, like I don't think no, I don't think there was ever the case was ever proven as to how he actually died. You know what I mean? But you know, somebody gotta pay the price and you know. It is what it is, you know. Derek Chauvin, he should have got up, got up off that man, regardless. But you know, whatever. But still, let's stop fronting like outside influence didn't influence us. So now that these politicians know that, all they got to do is just hop on camera and be like, well, "We gonna send the dogs out there. We gonna get prepared." And guess what? You got people that are actually out there mobilizing, ready to go out there and do stuff. Come on, son. <laughs> It's, it's open season for the likes of Benjamin Crump to go out there and just just have a massive payday. Because these people, they're just, they're just gonna cut checks. They don't wanna deal with them headaches. They don't wanna deal with them headaches. All right, we'll, 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 just, we'll just write you a fat check. Please don't burn our city down over some BS. Please don't burn down Louisville over a chick that was stashing drug money in her house, who, uh, according to her boyfriend, he initially admitted it was her that fired the first shots at the police. <laughs> you know, let's, you know, in case y'all forgot about that, right? When they kicked in, when they, when they uh, went into Brianna's house and they dragged the boyfriend out after they lit the place up, there's video of the cops asking him who shot first. This dude said Brianna started busting shots first. And then he changed the story later on. 
But his initial response when they asked him in the parking lot, he was like, it was Brianna. <laughs> I'm not even making this up. Go look it up. There's video of it. The, the dash, uh, the cop cam, whatever the hell they call that thing, there's video of it. Dude asked him who shot first, who opened fire first. This nigga was like Brianna was shooting. It kind of makes sense because she's the one that caught all the bullets. It's like, how does a person shoot down a hallway, a narrow hallway? Because, you know, they're in an apartment. One, like they got this, this super wide hallway. So you in a narrow apartment, you busting shots, and then they return fire, and you don't get hit with none of the bullets. Only she does. So that means either she was your human shield or you had, like, your arm hanging out the room just firing indiscriminately, but she was somehow standing in the hallway. And more than likely, she was the one shooting. And she was the one who caught all the bullets. And I'm saying, and plus, you pull him out the house, he, 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 because like I said, you go watch the video, he, he all shook up, terrified, damn near crying, still in shock. When you get a, when you, when you ask people questions when they're in shock like that, there's like a 99% chance they're going to tell the truth right in that moment. They don't have no time to think about it, no time to come up with a story. You just pulled them out of an environment where they just got shot at. Their nerves is on, on, on high, is on 10. There's like a 99% chance they're going to tell you the truth right then and there. And like I say, when that cop went up to him and asked who shot first, the first thing out of his mouth was Brianna. That was the probably the damn truth right there. But, you know, to avoid making her look like a, the trap queen she actually was <laughs> and to avoid people burning down the city, you know, they had to go ahead and break that family off a few milli. I think Crump was a part of that as well. You know, he's going to get his 30% of however much he charges. So that's the function Crump plays. He's, he's not a trial attorney. He's there to get the bag. And it don't take much for him. He ain't really got to go in there and prove anything. He just got to go in there and, and claim racism, white supremacy all day long, and them checks going to start flowing, baby. They cutting checks. So that's why, that's why they, everybody call him. So y'all need to understand that. He is the money lawyer. And he's good at it. You can't deny it. He's good at getting the money. So if you guys ever find yourself in that predicament, you know, you might want to call him, you know what I'm saying, so you can get paid too. <laughs> it's a damn near guaranteed paycheck coming your way. Damn near guaranteed. So this is where we at with it, man. So we got 15-year-old girls trying to stab other, other girls. She gets lit up. Now everybody's over here talking about this racism. I see people online talking about, why are cops interfering with knife fights? Like, they, they talking like knife fights is, is a normal thing. First of all, I ain't never seen a knife fight a day in my life, y'all. I was in high school from 1994 to 1998. I ain't never seen two people fighting with knives a day in my life. Not that I can recall. You, you, matter of fact, you know, when I, heard, when I first heard people talking about it's just a knife fight. And I'm talking about we got politicians and, and a bunch of blue checks out here saying this. First thing I thought about was that uh, Michael Jackson video. What was it, Just Beat It, when they had the knife fight and they going around in a circle, you know, the black dude with the white leather on, having a knife fight with the white guy. I was like, is this what they think's going on? <laughs> like, who out here having knife fights, man? Who is out here having knife fights? Like, what, like, like this is just some normal stuff teenagers engage in. Like, what, what world are these people living in? But it's amazing the lengths Negroes will go through to just try to blame the white man instead of just focusing on accountability, self-accountability. You know what I'm saying? I say self-accountability is kryptonite to most black people. That is, that is black people's weakness, and they avoid it like the plague. You, you could just, I'm talking about even, even when you have just undisputable, undeniable, it's kind of like when that dude from Philly, they got killed last summer who had the knife and he was chasing the police around the car and then they lit him up and then people out there protesting. It's like, son, this dude literally was going after two cops with a damn butcher, butcher knife. And they told him to drop it numerous times until they lit him up. Like, then let's, let's not even throw in the fact that 
The only reason the cops came out there is because somebody called the police because he was in there beating up his own mama. <laughs> but I thought y'all cared about black women, right? Y'all want to defend the thug who, who, who's bold enough to beat up his own mother and then chase some cops with a knife. Or, or what was the other guy that got shot in the back seven times? Um, what was his name? I can't even, you know, he, he survived. The one that got shot seven times. But what was the reason the cops were called on him? Well, I believe his baby mama called the cops because she claimed he was sexually assaulting her and trying to steal her car or something like that. But, you know, we're supposed to be saying her name, right? Y'all don't protect black women's. All right, well, what about the black woman who was about to get stabbed by the other black woman? <laughs> and the cop came through and saved the black chick in the pink from getting stabbed up by the 15-year-old with the knife. You know what I mean? Like, 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 what are we talking about here? You know what I mean? This title is racist. Good. <laughs> black, ni black knives matter, man. Apparently. Because the chick that was wielding the knife, everybody trying to make us seem like she's an innocent victim because she got shot, even though it is clear as day that she was trying to stab another chick <laughs> who just happened to be black. So you live in London in the knife fight. The knife crime here is really high. The UK police aren't equipped with guns. So the girl would have died if he was in the UK. Yeah, so y'all y'all got different y'all got different laws. Y'all can't even have guns over there. And I think in the UK the cops don't even break out guns unless it's on, on some like terrorist type of stuff going on. So of course y'all have knife fights and that's all y'all got. Y'all got knives and sticks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's all y'all can do. Over here we strap. Everybody strapped. Legally and illegally. And guess what? We gonna stay strapped. <laughs> that's just that's just part of American culture. But yeah, so yeah, this this is part of this is the insanity that goes on, the absolute insanity. That's why I can't. That's why I got I'm cooning I'm I got to coon it out to the max. I'm cooning it up, baby. Cause somebody gotta tell the truth out here. I'm I'm, I'm so sick of these. I was watching CNN about 20 minutes ago. You got Van Jones on TV and a couple other black folks. I, I don't know who the hell they were, right? Van Jones on there talking about, you know, we're we're scared when we get pulled over by the police. We're scared. I'm like, I'm so sick of that crap. I'm so sick of these Negroes getting on TV talking about we're scared. No, nigga, you're scared. Speak for yourself. I hate when people do that, man, because they be having like the whole world watching them and stuff. And they be honestly, and let me tell you how bad it is, right? How this stuff affects the everyday average person. So y'all remember I was telling y'all about my boy that worked for this soda maker. He works in IT. And when this uh when that when that when that light skinned kid got killed a couple weeks ago, uh Dante Wright, he got an email from his company saying, you know, I guess it sent like a mass email out talking about um you know, we, we, we understand the struggles black people go through. And, you know, keep in mind, my homeboy, he's a dark-skinned black dude, right? And he sent this to me. He was like, he was like nigga, I hate this crap. Like, I don't, I'm not terrified of the cops. So he sends me another screenshot of an email he got today. You know, <laughs> it's an email talking about he got to attend this mandatory training. Uh, and, and the title of the email was uh, Black Trauma. <laughs> I kid you not. He says, yo, B, he's like, I hate this crap. He's like, yo, son, they got me, they say I got to attend this mandatory class to discuss the pain of black trauma in America. And my homeboy's like, nigga, I don't experience no damn trauma. My homeboy's like, I make about $170,000 a year because he, he, he makes a shit ton of money in IT. He's like, I make about 170000 a year. My wife is a doctor. She makes over a hundred grand a year. You know, <laughs> we don't have any problems with the police. Never had problems with the police. We never broke the law. You know, we got, you know, doing the married with kids thing. He's like, I'm, what black trauma am I dealing with? He's like, the only trauma I'm experiencing right now is a bunch of white folks thinking that I'm, I'm suffering from trauma. 
But that's how the Van Joneses of the world, this, 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 this type of stuff comes as a result of the Van Joneses because you have like these pasty liberals. Because I say, I say like, bruh, you work for a bunch of pasty liberals. Because these pasty liberals, they'll sit here and they'll watch Van Jones and others get on TV. We black, we so scared. We just terrified. We, we can never get justice. Like, hold up. Stop talking for me. Stop talking for every other black person. Speak for yourself. Like, you don't ever hear white folks getting up there talking like that, right? When the last time y'all heard some white folks get on TV talking about, you know, they scared or the white population, this, that, and the third. You don't ever hear white folks talking like that. I hate when they do that because that has a trickle-down effect to where it affects people like my homeboy at his job where he's getting emails talking about he got to attend some mandatory black trauma classes. Did you see the video of Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson crying after the verdict? Nah, but this is, I mean, I imagine they were crying. But all this stuff has a trickle-down effect somehow, some way, to where if you're not getting emails like my homeboy, now you got a bunch of pasty liberals. If you live in and around a bunch of liberals looking at you crazy, feeling extra sorry for you, they all feel like you're just, you're just uh, going to be victimized at any minute, and now they want to become all, you know, become the little, your, your little guardian angel, mommy and daddy, and start hovering over you and stuff like that, just making your life awkward. Because now they're looking at you, and you're like, chick, I'm not worried about police. The only thing that scares me with the cops is how much the ticket is going to be if they decide to write me a ticket. I'm not shaking in my boots when they pull me over, so stop looking at me like I'm going to be a goddamn victim. Hell, you probably got a higher chance of getting snuffed out by the police than I do. <laughs> I need to be asking you, do you feel safe? I mean, this is crazy. Food services, I would go in a meeting and be totally subversive. You have to be the black guy. I don't know why I'd be cutting your note. It'd be cutting your messages off. Maybe it's everybody's like that. Because if white liberals are so concerned about black trauma, how about they get their women to swipe right more on black men? <laughs> I don't know. I can't answer that one. I'm not on any date naps, Clutch. I don't know what be going on out there. I don't know. I'm going to leave that one up to you to solve. <laughs> Like if you let you go on there and say, if you care about black trauma, you need to come protect this BBC. Protect the BBC, white chick. <laughs> the BBC needs your protection. Come put your natural glove on top of the BBC and protect it. So, yeah, man, but it's crazy. But yeah, black trauma, all this crap. But that, that's what happens, man. Van Jones, they, they be getting on TV crying i mean this come on what is up with this dude in the waterworks i mean this dude it's got to be an act by now it, this has to be his thing he's like i right, i'm gonna get on tv i'm gonna let the waterworks fly and, and i'm gonna get all kind of love out in these streets and you know it's got to be an act right now man i think he's doing this just to just to get chicks to slide in the dms or something like i don't know what's going on with this dude but i'm like bro every time something happens you crying every time I seen a, I seen a black boy pushing a lawnmower down the street. And he cut the grass. <laughs> I just, I just never thought I'd see black kids who could cut grass. <laughs> like they shut your ass up. He's cutting grass. Probably because his daddy told him to get outside and cut the goddamn grass. <laughs> Shout out to Skizzy for the three ninety nine. Appreciate that. But this crap is crazy with this dude. But like I say, he get on TV. And these pasty liberals are like, oh, my goodness, some black man is crying. All the Negroes must be crying. All the Negroes are at home crying right now. Oh, gosh, we got to go protect these Negroes. We, we have to go start the Underground Railroad and get them the freedom. <laughs> here, Negroes. Come here, Negroes. I'll save you, Negroes. Come here, Negroes. <laughs> Come over here, Negroes. Get your ass out of here. What's up, degenerate? So this is the stuff that goes on, man. I hate, but you know, but you know, you know, but listen, this doesn't really affect, okay, I say black in the context of black society and culture, but who this really impacts more than anything are everybody that's dark skinned. 
right? And it really impacts y'all. Everybody who's like readily identifiable as black, it it truly impacts y'all. Cause you know me right here, the great G Dizzle. So y'all y'all see what's going on, right? Y'all see it, all right? Now go now go back to looking at my backyard, right? So y'all see it, right? I can be I can be um, LG Dizzle out in these streets, right? Look, look at the hair, look at the curls. That's all natural, right? So I, I can go out there and fool people. So I decided I'm telling people from now on I'm no longer a light skinned mixed black man. I'm a dark skinned mixed white man. That's gonna be that's gonna be my new claim to fame. I'm a dark skinned mixed white man. <laughs> I don't want these pasty liberals coming up to me thinking that I'm out here terrified of the police. I'm not. So I'm a dark-skinned mixed white man from now on. That's right. I learned Spanish. It's a it's a rap out in these streets, B. I told y'all I'm gonna be Cuban, Puerto Rican, Mexican, all that stuff, man. <laughs> but it's really gonna affect y'all, man, because you know, you know, like I say, people don't even like most people don't even know I'm, I'm mixed, right? You know, like a couple of weeks ago, my boss came in. She came today in my area I was working at. She was like, she was like, I need you real quick. I'm like, what's up? She was like, I need you, to, I need you to go translate. I'm like, translate what? She's like, don't you speak Spanish? I'm like, chick, I ain't Spanish. <laughs> She's like, huh? I'm like, do I look Spanish? Well, I do look Spanish, but no, I'm not Spanish. <laughs> She's like, what are you? I'm, I'm black and white. And she was like, oh. Then, then she was like, my brother's black and white too. I'm like, oh shit, now we don't found something in common with each other. God damn it. <laughs> but uh, so anyways, yeah, that actually happened to me a couple weeks ago. I was like, chick, I don't, do I look Spanish? I mean, I do, but I don't speak Spanish. So you just gonna automatically come in here and assume I speak Spanish? Even though I'm used to people thinking that, I'm just, I'm just like, you know, I had to kind of make her kind of feel bad a little bit because she's like a pasty liberal. I was like, I was like, okay, I can use this to my advantage. Let me, let me go on here. Because, you know, she's made a couple little remarks. She's like, did you learn? She said something the other day. Did you learn Spanish yet? I'm like, all right. She don't say that to me once or two times already. I'm, gonna, I'm like, all right, I'm going to write some notes down. And I'm going to come on here and I'm going to start scaring her with some demands. Like, look, chick, I don't appreciate you racially profiling me. I think um, you're gonna have to up my salary and give me give me some more benefits, and get me a parking a parking spot with my name on it. Because <laughs> I, I feel I feel you're taking advantage of us of us uh, people of color. I'm gonna have to hit it with the people of color thing. I feel you're taking advantage of us people of color. You think I speak Spanish? I don't know if you're gonna call ice on me. I don't know what you're gonna do. I don't know. <laughs> So I'm gonna try to figure out how to, how to use this to my advantage with these pasty liberals. It's open season, right? Because look, think about it. They cutting checks all over the place. They donating to BLM. They all feel sorry for y'all. Look, y'all need to figure out how y'all can get y'all some some uh, some designated parking spots in the in the parking lot. Maybe get you a couple of extra benefits. Get you some uh, overtime pay without actually working overtime. I mean, come on, son. We can't. We can't control the pasty liberals, right? It's just too many pasty liberals out there, and it's just too many Van Jones, we scared, crying every five minute Negroes all over TV and social media. So this is your opportunity. Okay, well I can't stop them from crying and and feeling sad, and I can't stop the pasty liberals feeling like they want to come protect us and hide us under their floorboards and stuff like that. You got to figure out how can I get some benefits out of these pasty liberals. So that's what I'm plotting on. I'm plotting on that because I, I don't. I already kept record of it. I'm like, right, you don't said it twice. I got. I know the date she said it. I'm waiting on her to say it again, and I'm gonna have to go in there. Have I'm gonna have to have the talk with her. <laughs> you know, like y'all gotta have the talk with your kids. I'm gonna have to go have the talk with my boss. Like, all right, Pacey liberal, we got some things to talk about. I'm feeling. I'm feeling. Uh, I'm feeling threatened over here. I'm not feeling comfortable in this space. Every time I look up, you're accusing me of being Spanish. I don't know if you're going to call ice on me. I don't know if you're expecting me to bring you tacos every day. I, I just, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm a person of color and I'm going to hit it with the Van Jones waterworks. I'm going to cry a little bit. 
little couple. I'm going to go let some sprinkles out my eyeballs, and I'm going to be like, here are my demands. If you want to make me comfortable as a person of color, these are the things you need to do. I need that office over there in the corner with that nice view. I need that parking spot right there, right next to the front door with my name on it. <laughs> you know, the one right next to the CEO. I need to be right up there with him so I don't have to, keep, I don't have to be struggling to find a parking spot. And I'm going to need you to kind of bump that salary up. <laughs> if not, I'm going to have to go get Benjamin Crump. <laughs> like, Ben, he's being racist down here, Ben. I live in Florida, Ben. You know how it is. You from Florida, Ben. He's racist. I need you to come on down here and deal with this. So yeah, we, got, we got to learn how to use these things to our advantage, man. Because like, what else we got to do at this point? We ain't got nothing else to do. It ain't going to change nothing. So you might as well just figure out what can I get out this deal? What can I get out of this? Everybody else getting houses out here. They, you know what I'm saying? They're getting gold caskets. They <laughs> Pretty soon they're going to be giving niggas shoe deals out here. The, the air protest ones, George Floyd edition. They're going to they be giving shoe deals out here in a minute, y'all. Those of us, we got to figure out how to get something out of the deal, too. Those of us who don't buy into it, we just got to be like, all right, it is what it is. Let me go ahead and try to finagle some crap out of these people while, uh, while, it's, <laughs> while it's still open season. So, I mean, so we just we got to figure it out, man. Y'all need to figure it out. Y'all need to figure it out. Listen, I'm about. I'm, I was thinking about creating a, a website and selling some, uh, selling some t-shirts and some mugs and some crap with just, with just pro-black social justice warrior. We we shall overcome material just so I can make money off of it. I'm like, shit. I don't believe in this crap, but I I, I believe it might sell. So I need to. <laughs> I believe it might sell, so I need to figure it out. I need to figure out, uh, but I want to. I want to target it at white folks. I'm put like a. I'm gonna go find me a. Go find one of my cousins. Be like, all right, cousin, you're, you're dark skin. I'm gonna need you to. We gonna we gonna we gonna make you look rough and scraggly. You know, just for the website, and I'm gonna pay you like 25 percent of the profits up or something like that. I just need a picture and a sob story so we can attract these white folks and get them to spend this money on how they need to be protecting black people and stuff. <laughs> we got to figure this out. I'm trying to get paid, man. Screw all this other crap. I'm trying to get paid. Hmm. Uh, I'm not about to go buy buck breaking. I'm going to let you buy that. I'm, I'm not interested in seeing buck breaking and I'm, I'm good. I bought the first two hidden colors. That was enough for me. I think I had enough. I'm Tariq Nasheed out. I already know what I already know what the story is before he even releases the DVD. I'm good. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You gotta have a black one. Oh yeah, that's right. And you know what? I ha uh, I got the perfect black woman. I got a cousin. She's a lesbian. So I'm gonna hit my cut my lesbian cousin up. Be like, hey, uh, lesbian cousin. You try to make some money. <laughs> you dark skin, and you like and you like uh, lickety splits, licking on kittens. All right, we gonna this is what we gonna do. We gonna go out here and try to get paid. She be like, "What you mean? Shit, you must not, cause she she's not really all into all this crap. So I gotta go through and explain it to her. Like, listen, chick, you black, you're female, and you're gay. Oh, this is the lottery." It's, you, you, you got a free pass to do whatever the hell you want to do in society. So I'm about to figure out how to get my cousin involved. And I'll pay her 50% or whatever. I'm like, it's, we got to get paid. <laughs> we got to come up. You're the perfect person. Get you some sob stories. Talk about how hard it is to be a black woman. How hard it is to be a gay black woman. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh Jesus <sighs> anyway so yeah y'all go check out that video though um, it's all over it's making the rounds in case you ain't seen it uh, her name is what I forgot what the name is something Bryant Micaiah Bryant or whatever just do a Twitter YouTube search for it you'll see the video but it's plain as day man y your girl was literally about to stabbed the hell out of this girl in the pink and the cop that muscle memory kicked in and he 
He let a couple hot ones fly and saved the life of the black chick in the pink. Because I'm talking about, you look at the way she was lunging with that knife, it was about to be a whole lot of force. It wasn't about to be no little prick. That thing was going to puncture, puncture uh, uh, some, uh, the heart, the lungs, and maybe you know, one of them bangs in her neck, you know, depending upon where she landed the blow. But she wasn't in there just, just going to tap her. No, she, she put like all her energy into that throw before that cop got them shots off. And that cop probably needs to get a damn, they need to get that cop an award for that crap. Because, I mean, just go watch the video if you ain't seen it. Your man's was on some, some quick draw McGraw type of stuff. <laughs> he was on some stuff like that. And he saved that other girl. That other girl, she, she couldn't do nothing. She was about to catch all that knife. And we ain't talking about a little tiny ass, tiny ass um, Swiss, uh, what we call them, Swiss Army knives. You know, we talking about a, a, a full-blown kitchen knife you in there chopping steaks up with type of knife. Yeah, go watch, go look it up. The title of the, the, the uh, in the title of this video, the name of the girl. Go look it up, man. Everybody's online talking about how she got killed by a cop, but everybody's ignoring the fact that she literally was trying to stab another black girl, which is why she got shot. And it's all on video. But people still making excuses, talking about his races. He should have tased her. He should have shot her in the legs. This chick was literally about to stab the shit out of another black girl. Like, I'm not, even, I'm not even making this up. It's like her arm was like literally coming to go stab this girl when he lit her up. It was also crap like that, you know what I mean? So, yeah, black knives matter, man. <laughs> yeah, she had the knife in her hand. Yeah, go watch the video. It's all on the camera. The whole event. Yeah, she got to hold that L, but see, they're not, the, the powers that be, they're not going to uh, uh, force her to hold that L. They're going to try to make this into the next racist story because she's a, a 15, 16-year-old black girl. So we got the whole say her name thing going on. Yeah, she's a kid. She's a kid. This kid tried to kill another person. <laughs> and it's on camera. You can see the knife in her hand. When, they, when you freeze the picture, you can see the knife. After they shot her, you can see the knife laying on the ground. Like, at what point does common sense kick in with, with, with Negroes to where it's like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, she, 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 she got what she got. And it's like, what, 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 what do people have to do? You know what I'm saying? It's like, my nigga, you can literally see her trying to physically assault another person with a knife, which could have potentially killed her. <laughs> like what, what else has to go on in this scenario for the cop to be justified in doing what he did, even though the results of his actions saved another black person? So why haven't people had the time and energy for someone like ye fallen black person like Elijah McLean? Who is that? I think I've heard that name. I don't even remember who Elijah McLean is. The name sounds familiar. I can't, I can't place it, though. It's common sense kicks in when they realize they're in danger and need the police. He says the girl was like 300 pounds, built like an old <laughs> offensive lineman. Yeah, she was a big girl, too. Like, yeah, she wasn't no little petite 15-year-old. This chick, this chick probably was pushing... I don't know how tall she was, but she had to be at bare minimum, like 222, 30, bare minimum. She was probably no taller than like maybe 5'7", five, 5'8", five, I don't know, something. She wasn't much taller than that damn car old girl was leaned up against, but she was a big one. Uh, I ain't heard nothing about the girl speaking out yet, but like I said, you can see it on camera. The girl in the pink, she... Like once, once old girl got shot, the girl in the pink hauled ass and ran inside the house or she, she got out of the way quick. Like, like she'd been running track around here. You know what I'm saying? Like she was, she was gone. But if it hadn't been for that cop, she would have been, she would have been juked up. If it hadn't been for that cop, she would have been, she would have been, uh, had all kind of puncture wounds going on. So they need to get that cop an award. They need, they need to name a street after him. <laughs> He need to be hanging on. He need to be hanging on people's walls right next to white Jesus. That's what he need to be. 
He say he, he, he uh, saved the black woman from another black woman. So, you know, that's how that go. I see them pro-wax pro wax crying on YouTube claiming she was a kid. I mean, technically she was. Chronologically, you know, she was only 15. 15, 16, so, you know, technically they're right. But, but, that doesn't excuse a 15-year-old trying to stab another person, man. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't, I don't care if the, if the 15-year-old trying to stab uh, a baby or, or somebody in their 40s or whatever. They literally were trying to stab and cause physical harm that could have potentially killed another person. Somebody got to go, B. You got to get up out of here. You got to get up out of here. You got to get up out of here. You know what I mean? This is how you living, brother. I'm living good, man. Y'all see it? Y'all see it? Y'all don't see no, we don't see no Negroes roaming around out here. We got birds hanging out. Nah, I'm, I'm chilling though, man. Nah, this is my backyard y'all looking at. I'm good. The police ain't got me today. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Now, I did see, uh, now, today, I started to pull my camera. I was driving to work, and this cop blew past me. I was like, oh, they're going to get somebody. So I get to where I'm going, turning down the street, going to where I'm going, and it's like six cop cars out there. They got this black dude handcuffed sitting on the sidewalk. I started to, I started to uh, park with the camera out and film it just in case, but, you know, nothing happened. I was just kind of wondering, like, damn, why they got all these cops out here for one dude? It, I mean, it was literally like five or six cop cars out there for one black dude who was handcuffed sitting on the sidewalk. I don't know what he did, but, you know, when I rolled past, because I had to go past it, you know, he, he was calm. He wasn't acting, out there acting crazy. He was just sitting down on the ground. I was trying to figure out, why is it like seven cops out here for this one dude? Like, what the hell did he do? Or what did they think he did? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but, you know, to my knowledge, nothing happened to him. Uh, I don't think I saw your first comment. I don't know. What was it? Type it again. I must have missed it. I don't know. You're in here trying to, trying to make jokes or something? I'm down for the jokes. Y'all trying to get some jokes in? Oh. Now, Bill Crump, is, uh, Bill Crump, Ben Crump is a multimillionaire. Of course he is. Go, go to his website. Go to bencrump.com. I think that's the name of his website, bencrump.com. And he posts all of his major cases that got victories. He got a a running list of them, man. A running list. Going all the way back before Trayvon Martin. Because I think there's this one case down here in Florida where there was this kid at this detention center, this juvenile detention center, and I think the, I think the guards were making the kids fight each other on some boxing stuff or something, and one of the kids died, and they hired Crump. And I think that's how he made his name initially. And this happened like the early two, sometime in the early 2000s. This was before Trayvon Martin, but that's how he initially uh, rose the fame off of that case down here in Florida. And then Trayvon Martin happened, and that took him to the next level. And then he just became the go-to money guy. It was time to get paid out in these streets. So he he been Ben Crump got serious cheese. He he, he getting paid because every every case he win, he gonna get about thirty percent of that money. It was a joke trying to get you riled up because your comebacks ass said ass, don't you got some oh <laughs> don't I got some printers to hook up. Nah, man. I had, I had matter of fact, I had an issue with a printer earlier today. I was about to break the damn thing. I hate printers, man. But nah, I'm at the crib, man. I ain't at work. Yeah, lawyers get like 33% of that money, man. So, you know, you win a case for a million dollars. Crump getting 300,000, 333,000 of them damn dollars. <laughs> Crump living good, tell you that. He might, he might talk like he's slow, but his lifestyle ain't slow. That bank account ain't slow. Crump living good out in these streets, y'all. He in the right profession at the right time. And he finna milk this thing till the wheels fall off. Now, I ain't mad at him. I'm, I can't be mad at him. He, he out there getting money. I'm like, I need to figure out how to get money out this too. How can I get money off this woe is me, black sympathy, pasty liberals want to save us from the racist white people thing? <laughs> I need to figure out how to get paid too. 
I need to sell some more IT courses. So I'm, I'm, I, might, I might start a campaign like, don't you want to save a black child? Enroll them in IT with Tech G. We're saving black kids. <laughs> Sponsor a black child today. Uh, do police need reform or left or left alone? Like, listen, what type of reform are we talking about? See, when people talk about police reform, that's just code for we don't want cops. Because it's like, how much do they, they've been reforming police since since Rodney King? <laughs> how much more reform can you get? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're never gonna have this perfect utopian police force where where it's it's just Office is just 100% officer friendlies. It's never going to happen. The, the bad apple thing is applicable across the board, no matter what industry you go in. But my thing is, do they really need reform at all? Because we got to go to the math here. These instances are extremely rare, ladies and gentlemen. When a cop kills a black person, and, it, and especially that one particular story makes the news like this, that is an extremely rare incident. Extremely rare. I've already did the videos. It's extremely rare. So how much reform do you need for an event that is extremely rare? That means it rarely ever happens. How much more reform do you need? <laughs> when literally over 99%, 99.99 something percent of the cops ain't out here doing this crap. Or they're not having these type of bad interactions you know, when, they, when they interact with black people. What type, what type of reform does one need? Says too much. It's corruption and everything. I mean, what, you're never gonna have this perfect utopia. It's, it's corruption everywhere, man. I mean, but I don't, I don't understand what type of. Look, the only reform I would do is some self-reform. I just wouldn't be policing black neighborhoods. I get the call and I discover the victim's black. I'm just gonna keep on rolling. <laughs> I ain't dealing with them headaches. I don't want to be accused of nothing. But I don't know what type of reform needs to be done. Like, what, what else do, needs to be done? They got body cams on. They got cameras in their dash cams. Some of them might get in trouble if they don't turn their body cameras on. Uh, you know, like, 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 what else do we need, man? I'm pretty sure they get hit with all type of multicultural microaggression classes and, and, you know, all this other stupid crap social justice warriors come out with. I'm pretty sure they got classes out the ass going on with that stuff, man. Because I had it in the military. When I was in the military, we used to take all these stupid cultural diversity classes. Being there once a quarter, looking at slideshows, just so somebody can tell me, uh, you know, don't call nobody a racist name. Like, I got it. I had to sit in here for two hours listening to this. You could have just told me in an email. <laughs> Yeah, sensitivity training. They get all that crap, man. I guarantee they get all. They get bombarded with that crap. Guaranteed. So I don't know what else can be done. I say, you know what I say? I say pay them more money. I say they need to bump a cop's salary up to $100,000 starting salary, right? So that way, when a cop does interact with a black person or anybody... They seriously think about what they're about to do because now they're about to risk that $100,000. <laughs> they seriously think about it like, ooh, about to lose 100 grand? Ooh, I don't want to go back to working at McDonald's or go to prison for like George Sh uh, Derek Chauvin. You know, maybe, maybe something like that. I don't know. Said criminals when caught face punishment? Shit. No, they don't. Oh, you say, no, they don't. You know, man, that's another lie, man. Do you know how many criminals, going to jail for most criminals is like going through a revolving door. A lot of these dudes, I'm talking about black folks, a lot of these dudes go in and out of jail all the time and, and be for some violent crimes too. When you talk about no little petty drug stuff everybody likes to talk about, you be having dudes that be going in and out of prison for attempted murder, man. Matter of fact, the dude, that, the cop, that, the, the retired cop, David Dorn, that got killed in uh, St. Louis this last summer during the little riots they had, he was killed by a nigga that was in prison for attempted murder like four years earlier. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So don't, don't, even, don't even act like that. And then you know the, the murder rate in Chicago? 
you got an 80% chance of getting away with murder in Chicago because they only solve about 20% of them cases up there. I mean, come on, dude. Niggas, that's another lie with this whole criminal justice thing. They be acting like you get caught in the, the, the criminal justice. Oh, and I can prove it. Remember, remember the two girls that stole a car up in D.C.? And it was filmed and they flipped the car and killed the, the Uber driver. They're not even charging them girls with murder. <laughs> They're not even charging them with murder. So this and both them girls is black. So it's so so get real, man. It's the, the criminal justice system when it comes to black folks is a joke. It is literally a revolving door, bro. You go in and you get out. You go in, and you go out. Go in, sit out for a couple of days, maybe a few months, and you right back out on the street doing the same crap. You got to really do some crazy stuff a, 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 a number of times or just commit straight up murder and get caught in order for you to go sit down for a long time. So it's, it's a joke. It's, it's, it's not, it's nowhere near like what people think it is. Because you see these niggas out here all the time, man. Just go, just go, just go to your local hood. I'm pretty sure you're going to run to some nigga that's probably been arrested about 20, 30 damn times before he turned 25. And he's like, well, how, how, you, how you got arrested that many? I mean, I'm not even making that up. I know niggas. And my, I got I some in my family. They, man, they got they got super long uh, rap sheets. They be they go in jail for a couple months, maybe a year or two. Be right back out, man. They ain't going in there doing 20, 30 years, and none of them ever have. I got an uncle. He spent like most of the '90s in and out of prison, selling dope. Every time he get caught, he go sit down for about a year or two. He be right back out on the street, slanging again. The whole 90s, it was just in and out of prison for this dude. And he was, uh, he was in his, he was in his uh, 20s in the 90s. And we, no, we ain't talking about just teenagers. It'd be adults too, man. They'd be in and out. It's like a revolving door, man. With a lot of people in the community, they go in and go out. You got the onesies and twosies that'll be in there for a long time, but more than likely they probably committed murder and got convicted. But man, most of them dudes be in and out, man. Go sit down for a few months, maybe a year or two, and be right back out there. So I get tired of hearing that lie, man. Then we gotta talk about, well, the prison to the school to prisons, the, the school to prison pipeline. It'd be like, it'd be like people out there be like, oh, they just you're just setting up our kids to go to jail. I'm like, eh, are they really setting them up or as you, the parents, setting them up? Because let's, let's go back to Baltimore, Maryland. The story that came out a couple weeks ago where the entire high school, everybody's failing. And then the, the one kid that they focused on, he had like a 0.3 GPA or something like that. And that, that ranked him in the middle of his class, his graduating class. He was ranked in the middle with a 0. Point something GPA. That means the entire school is failing. Whose fault is that? Is it the school or is it your mama? Because the mama act like she didn't know. The mama, the mama didn't find out her son was failing until I guess she got a, a phone call saying that they moving her son back from the, from the 12th grade to the 9th grade. So the whole time he in high school for four years, she ain't paying attention to what this nigga doing. Don't know if he in school, don't even, probably didn't even care. Or she probably knew and didn't even care. You know what I mean? So now he ain't got no skills. He's 18 years old and uh, 17, 18 years old, getting sent back down there to the ninth grade. Well, there's probably a high chance he might be going to jail. <laughs> Why? Because the, the, the school to prison pipeline starts at home. <laughs> it starts at home with you as a parent giving a damn about your child's education by any means necessary. Your child might be in a crappy school system, but nigga, you got access to the internet. Because everybody I know that live in the hood, that go to these rough schools, they all got smartphones with a data plan. Every last one of them. Yeah, I, I be seeing Negroes asking for money on the side of the street with smartphones in their hands. So everybody got smartphones, B. You can go get a smartphone for free. You can get free phones out here. That's just how they giving them away like candy. So it starts at home with the parents. But you actually giving a damn about your kids' education, trying to get them educated so that they don't become the next statistic out there who ends up going to prison because this person ain't got no other skills in life to, to uh, effectively allow him to compete in this society. That's how this works. It starts with the home.
Then we go to jail, then we go into the revolving door, you know, and then, then we end up where we currently are in this conversation. This is how it works, man. But y'all fall for this crap. They's locking us up all the time. It's like, yeah, maybe they are locking some of y'all up. They ain't locking me up. <laughs> they ain't locking me up. I ain't out there trying to rob niggas and trying to, trying to rob Uber drivers and, and all this other crazy crap. I ain't doing that crap. I mean, my parents, you know, they gave a damn about my education. They used to whoop my ass when I came home with bad grades. The hell was you talking about? My kids, if my kid, my son, if there's something I can't teach him, I go hire a tutor. I've hired that on, had to do that on a couple occasions. I can't teach it to him. So I hire somebody that actually knows this crap and pay the money. Do what you got to do. You know what I mean? A lot of this could be fixed just with you getting your house in order. Stop having all these random babies. Be a baby mama, baby daddy. Actually give a damn about the kids you create. <laughs> and actually invest into them. I mean, you brought them into this world. They ain't asked to be here. So you might as well take care of them the best you can. Shit. Yeah, black, black knives matter, man. It's real out these streets. Seen a panhandler with iPhones and Jordans. I mean, listen, I'm not saying you're going to be a panhandler. I'm not saying you got to look like a stereotypical bum. You could be out there with some J's on. I don't care. I don't care what you got on. You know what I'm saying? You could be out there starting. Because, you know, here's the reality about a lot of panhandlers. There are professional panhandlers out there, in case you guys don't know. There was a guy down here in Orlando. I can't remember. Uh, there was some, a couple years ago. They had, they had did a news story about him. This joker made like $60,000 in one year off of panhandling. 100% tax-free income. His job was to go, he, he would go down, down downtown Orlando, dress up like a bum, and just ask for money. So for every 100, per, 100 people that passed him by, maybe one gave him a dollar. Something like that, a couple bucks. He did that every day, worked this corner, probably for about six hours a day, asking for money. He looked the part. You'd be like, damn, he homeless? Nah, B. He's doing this because he's getting paid. 100% tax-free income. And they say he made about 60 racks in one year just asking for money. So there are dudes who do this professionally, y'all. That's why I'm like, hey, it is what it is. I mean, he was a white guy, too. <laughs> that's why, that's why I, 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 don't really like, I don't really give money to white panhandlers. I'd be like, All right, I don't know if this person's out here doing this as a hustle or is he really in need of some money? Because some of them are, they're really out there on the hustle because it's just an easy way to get money. You go out there, play the part, look, look bummy, stand on the corner, hit, them, hit people with the sad story, find something you can relate to them with, they break you off a dollar, you on to the next person. You know what I mean? So, they got to be mindful of that. Yeah, my parents cared. Shit. <laughs> they supposed to. They created us. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't up. You know? uh, I don't know why he told her that. I just, I just, I just remember reading it in the, in the newspaper a couple of years ago. I don't know how they found him and discovered it. I don't know what to do. I can't remember. But he had me like $60,000. That was the hustle. I was just like, damn. I couldn't do that hustle. But <laughs> that was, I remember I, was walk, I, was, I used to work downtown. I remember walking back to the parking garage. The parking garage is like um, three or four blocks down from where I actually worked at. I remember I walked past this one chick. She in a wheelchair with a blanket on her, right? I look at her. She looked like this young girl. She could have been no older than like 24, 25. But she didn't have like this hard look on her face. It, it looked like, you know, she's just like a regular 26-year-old 25, 25, uh, chick. I'm looking at her like, I think this chick's hustling. I think them legs actually work up under that blanket, and I think she just found an easy hustle. <laughs> she out here trying to get money. She ain't, she ain't really homeless. I think this is a hustle. So um, I never, you know, so, but whatever. I think I gave her a dollar, though. <laughs> but she, she didn't look like she was, uh, she didn't have that hard homeless look on her face. It looked like she just, you know, like, like, like if she 
took the blanket off and stood up. She go throw some makeup on her face. She probably go hit the club. She had like a face like that. I'm like, really, chick? You out here asking for money? You hustling? <laughs> you ain't struggling. You hustling? I'm pretty sure all you gotta do is just stand up, throw some booty shorts on. Somebody gonna scoop your ass up. So let's stop fronting, chick. Let's stop fronting. But here's a dollar anyway. <laughs> Yeah. All right, man, I got to go. I got to go do some work. So y'all go check out that story, man. Black Knives Matter starring Cuck. Whatever her name is. I forgot what her name is. But y'all go check it out, man. See what these nutcases are talking about. Just expect this to come more. I mean, just expect this to come more often. This, this is where we at, man. Just <laughs> black folks have taken this boy cry wolf thing to the to, to heights never seen before it's like but then again they still got a bunch of pasty liberals who believe it oh my goodness we gotta save Bonquisha. we gotta save jerome rome oh my goodness he had no choice but to rob that liquor store we gotta go save him we gotta go save her she had no choice but to try to stab that other black girl we gotta save her <coughs> black lives matter all right, y'all, I'm about to bounce. Shout out to put some money here. Peace.